welcome to In the Rising, a health and wellness podcast for those going through and those supporting those going through cancer. My name is Bettina Brown, and I'm board certified in physical therapy, wound care, and lymphedema. And you know, for me, cancer is very personal. It's affected my friends, my immediate, and my not-so-immediate family. And therefore, I created this podcast and fitafterbreastcancer.com to address the multiple dimensions of our lives during and after recovery. Jesus loves movies. Is that the first thing that you would think about when you're going through grief about what can help you move through things? Movies. And what about looking at how Jesus would interpret a movie, how he would have experienced it? So obviously from the title of this podcast and from what I've just said, if anything faith-related is something that is not of interest for you, then this podcast episode is not going to be the one for you. But for everyone else, I was really excited to speak with my guest, Phil Strangolagali, who used movies to help himself and decided to write about it and write a devotional of how movies can help others. So I'm really thrilled that you're here and to listen to our conversation. Phil, I am excited to speak with you today because you have, you're the author of Jesus Loves Movies you know, a 30 day devotional for film fans. I was already at Jesus love movies. Like, <laughs> I, I was like, yes, yes, he does. Um, and, and what you're using are, are movies to help you out in life. And, and I want to go into that, but I also want to just and tell you that I am excited that you're an author because a lot of people, I don't know what the statistics are. 90, some people want to write a book, 3% do less than that actually publish it so to go out there be vulnerable put your name on something takes a huge risk and I just want to acknowledge that um, first and foremost yeah I I appreciate that and it was definitely a a vulnerable process felt like my heart was out there for everybody to see and uh, it still sometimes feels like that (laughs) so yes yes so you are a film fanatic Absolutely. (laughs) Love your films. Love your films. Mm -hmm. What made you decide to use a movie reference for a topic such as like a devotional? Where did that? Yeah. So that really came from some deep trauma uh, that I went through back in 2017. Uh, I had a lot taken from me in my life. A lot of plans that I had, Um, you know, I was engaged at the time and, you know, we're married now, my wife and I, which is really awesome. But the, the moments leading up to that and being engaged, you know, uh, there were all these plans that came with that. And, you know, I had a really great job, had like a lot of plans, a lot of really great things were happening. It felt like nothing was stopping me. And then all of a sudden um, something happened, traumatic, um, wrong. And, you know, there were a lot of those scenarios that happened and, and I felt like a lot was taken from me in my life. Um, I felt like, you know, here I was, I had trained so hard uh, to get where I wanted to be. And, you know, eventually I was, you know, with this specific job with this specific company and, um, you know, these guys, they just wanted, they wanted me to lie. They wanted me to lie on, you know, all their activity and what they were doing, because if we lied, we would keep our jobs and we would show, uh, that, you know, we, we needed more money in order to, you know, continue on and, and, and really keep our jobs. Um, so I didn't want to lie. I didn't want to do any of that stuff. And, you know, I got a lot of pressure 
um, and like a lot of name calls, a lot of that stuff. Um, and it was really tough because, you know, here I am, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling bright and shiny and ready to go and ready for the world and ready. Um, this is about two years after I finished college to have all that taken from me in a really um, unjust way. Um, it was really tough. You know, I, I, I was at a really low place um, in, uh, in 2017, a really, really low place in my life where I felt like um, I had no purpose and, you know, that there was no meaning. And honestly, like I like to think of my 2017 as a lot of what 2020 felt like for, you know, a lot of us. You know, and and that's really what 2017 felt like. It felt like I was, I was exiled. I was away from everything. I felt isolated, and I started watching movies. Um, you know, I started watching movies. I, I've always watched movies. I've always loved movies. But there was a specific movie that I watched, The Count of Monte Cristo, came out uh, in 2002. But obviously, there have been so many iterations of that story. Um, so that story is a very well known story. And, you know, it really struck me. I really thought um, that this guy, Edmund Dantes, in the story, it, it, it just spoke to me. I felt like I was in his shoes. I felt like because, you know, he had everything going well in his life. He was engaged, um, ready to be married. He was promoted. You know, he had all these things going on in his life. And then all of a sudden, one of his friends gets really close, gets really jealous and um, falsely accuses him of doing something wrong, sends him to a prison island, the Chateau d'If. And honestly, I felt like that. Um, so mm. I, I watched that movie, like no joke, no lie, three times in a row. And I started writing and I was crying and writing, you know, realizing that movies were a safe space for me to go. And so mm. that's where I went. Um, I started watching movies and I started feeling like a, a connection between these movies and, and my life. And honestly, this whole journey, this whole book, it was a grief journal. It was a grief journal for one of my, uh, you know, toughest times in my life. And, you know, I never planned on it becoming a book, but it did become a book. And, and with that, I think a lot of us, we if someone talks that way about music, we're like, oh yeah, like those are my sad songs. Those are my breakup songs. These are my happy songs. And a lot of us, we don't think or in our conversation don't automatically go to movies. Mm. Um, but they also, movies pull you in. Those mm -hmm. are, um, they uh, you identify with characters. You get mad at characters because yeah. they represent something you like or you see in yourself or see in someone else or situation. You wrote this grief journal you're writing, you're writing, you're pulling this out. When did you think, let me, what other movies can I go to after the Count of Monte Cristo? How did that path kind of develop for you? It was really a path of like, honestly, watching films and kind of having like different eyes to where I was like, you know, how did Edmund feel? Edmund felt, mm -hmm. I felt like the way Edmund felt in this specific situation. And then I went back to a movie that I watched when I was a little kid and that was Toy Story. and. Honestly, I felt like Woody in a toy mm. chest. That moment when Andy says, I don't want to play with you anymore. You know, a buzz is my shiny new toy. And, you know, without going in, in specifics, you know, to the specific situation that I went through, I felt rejected. I felt mm. rejected. I felt not wanted. And how many of us have felt rejected? How many of us have felt not wanted? You know, what's the what's the relation to that? What's the relation to that spiritually? And, you know, I'm a faith-based guy and 
I believe Jesus, he was rejected. And if there's anybody that knows what it's like to be rejected, it's him. And, you know, I started really connecting on that, on that deep level. And, you know, it was, it was tough, but, uh, you know, it was a lot, a lot of drawing, drawing out from those films and, you know, yeah, there, you like, there's a lot, there are a lot of films, like, especially, you know, even the children's films that really shine a light on a lot of these issues like rejection and acceptance. And, and I heard a pastor say one time, if you ever feel rejected, no, you have, you're in good company. <laughs> so um, there is that. And, and with that too, you're a faith-based guy. Have you, for your own situation, have you always been fairly strong with your faith or was that something you pulled back up because of this low in your life? No, yeah. When I was 16 years old, that was when I really committed my life, you know, to, uh, to God, you know, and, and that was when I went through, um, you know, something in which I prayed a real prayer and I was like, God, if you're real, show me that you're real. Mm-hmm. I plugged myself in everywhere. <laughs> I tried to find, you know, any sort of information I could, you know, about what I was doing and, you know, what I was following and, you know, all this stuff and who I was following. And it was, it was a journey for sure. And then I went to Nyack College, which really uh, set the tone for, you know, the, the foundation, you know, of, of my life, honestly. And, you know, I, I took classes. I took this one class, personal spiritual formation. It was literally about dealing with your junk in your life mm-hmm. and like learning to walk with that. And like learning to move through that. And that's kind of where this sort of exercise of, you know, the grief journal came from. And, you know, I took, the, I took a lot of those uh, principles and kind of enacted it out, you know, in life. And yeah. yeah. And so, you know, you got to this place. A lot of us make big changes and you hear it from different people. It's in the lows of their life that changes their life that then leads them to make and help others make changes as well. Looking back from that rejection and um, how you felt grief, we don't need to go to specifics, but we can all relate to some episodes in life like that. What do you feel was like one trigger that really helped transition you to where you are now. I'll be completely honest with you. I'm still doing, you know, I'm still going to counseling or, you know, all that stuff. I believe in counseling. I believe, you know, that people uh, should be taking care of their mental health. Um, in 2017, when everything was really fresh for me and the wound was really open wide, um, it was difficult for me to deal with. I would see cars, I would see people, I would see certain things and it would just set me off. Um, and it was a process of me forgiving forgiving these people that wronged me and realizing that I needed to move forward and that I needed to continue um, to forgive and bless and love. And it was just so countercultural and something I really, I was always practicing for. And then this was game time, you know, and, and I needed to, I needed to do it. And, you know, I still do it. I still do it today. And, you know, it's gotten way easier, um, the process and yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely gotten way easier. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I like how you mentioned, we all need to adjust and, and pay attention to our mental health. Like we we're all about fitness, but we also have this emotional well-being. And for those of us that believe uh, in, in our faith, a, a faithful will, a faith well-being as, wow. as well. Um, so you're this author, you're Jesus loves movies. 
how did you pick these movies? Like, where did this come from? <laughs> was this part of your grief journal? You're like, it well, was. I saw this movie. <laughs> it honestly was. Uh, it was a process in which, you know, I just, I was watching movies during that period of time. Um, and I just, I started realizing that there were, there were deeper messages and there were messages that were speaking right to me right in that season. And, you know, I watched, and then I also rewatched some films. Um, and yeah, I just, I just kept, kept doing that. And, you know, um, it was, it was definitely a process, you know, in terms of, I guess I, I wouldn't say like figuring out the movies. Um, but it was, it was definitely like, this is, these are the movies that I needed to add. You know, the, mm-hmm. if, if somebody else were to write a book sort of like this, and, you know, people have, um, you know, in, in certain ways, I have a friend, Kathleen Falsani, she's, she's wrote the dude abides, um, Mark Pinsky. He wrote the, the gospel according to Disney. And, um, you know, I've, I remember reaching out to them and, you know, kind of asking about their process and what they, uh, you know, were going for. And, yeah, it was, it was sort of a different approach for me. You know, it, it didn't necessarily come from like this gigantic, um, analysis approach, uh, but like more of a philosophical and how can I use this? How can I use this to help my life? You know, how can I use, how can I use these messages to help my life? And, uh, yeah, it was definitely a process, especially, you know, some people I, when, when it was 2019 and, you know, I, I went to Georgia, I had the amazing opportunity to go to Georgia and do like a whole bunch of book signings. And it was definitely a process when, um, you know, people would pick up my book and they would turn the book around and then they would see the H word. And that's, uh, the genre that you don't talk about, um, so to speak in the church. And that's the horror genre. Mm-hmm. I put, I put some horror films in there because I really connected with horror films. I went through horror in my life mm-hmm. and I connected with horror films, uh, because, you know, if there's anybody, again, if there's anybody that understands horror, um, you know, more than us, it's Jesus. I mean, he went yeah. through, he went through the worst horror that anybody's ever gone through. Um, and you know, that, that's, that's kind of where I came from. And yeah, it was, it was a lot of that process. And yeah. And you said here too, that you've received emails, letters saying how, mm-hmm. you know, people say this book impacted me. It changed yeah. how I feel. Yeah. What kind of, what does that make you feel? about your experience and, and writing this down? How do you, how do you process when you receive words like that? You know, it it helps me feel, I remember when I wrote this and, you know, when I was about to publish the book, I was like, listen, if this impacts one person's life, it's done its job. Like, um, it's impacted me. (laughs) Um, but when I got some of those letters, especially like letters that I never thought I would get letters from, like, you know, whether it's, you know, people that I really look up to, they sent me letters and all that. Um, there was this one letter in particular that I got from a guy in Virginia and he messaged me and he was like, you helped me see why I love horror movies. And, you know, he was like, I went through horror in my life. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, it was that whole reality of helping people see that they weren't alone, Mm -hmm. that there was hope in the midst of their, you know, really terrible circumstances or, really traumatic circumstances and that there was hope in the midst of it. Um, you know, the, the book's not cookie cutter. It's not, it's not like a cookie cutter type of book. You know, I've had people from all walks of life read it, you know, not just uh, faith-based background or anything. And 
they've, they've taken lessons out of it and realized that they weren't alone. And if I was able to provide something like that for people to feel like they're not alone, I mean, it's, it's done its job like tenfold. Yeah. Yeah. So this place right now, you know, you're still moving up and my podcast is called in the rising. And sometimes I like to ask people, where do you see yourself still rising up to with your work or your process? Yeah, so I am super thankful because um, the end of 2019, you know, came and, and that was when I did, you know, my book signings over in Georgia. And then the year of 2020 came, I had 12 book signings for the year of 2020. We all know what happened in the happened. year of 2020. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we all know what happened in the year of 2020. It wasn't until about last week that I heard from a Barnes and Noble store that they are actually resuming book signings. So uh, there could be a possibility for me to be able to go back on that and, you know, have some conversations with, with, uh, you know, bookstores, you know, all throughout the States and maybe get some of those uh, book signings back. Um, So, so there was some hope there and, um, you know, hopefully that works out. You know, that's something that I'm trying to do um, just to really get the message out there, uh, to Mm -hmm. get the message out there for people to see that there's hope, there's hope in film. And, and people are not alone. And people are not alone. That is, that's a huge message right there. You have this book out. Tell people how they can learn more about you, learn more about the book, how they can reach, reach out to you. Websites, uh, jesuslovesmovies.com. Um, you know, there's, there's a shop button on there. The book is in all different formats, ebook, audiobook, paperback, obviously. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks again for your yeah. time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Have you ever wondered why you're drawn to certain movies or certain shows? You know, it was not till I had this conversation with Phil that I realized my own affinity towards certain movies at certain points in my life and understanding that they have a therapeutic effect just as much as a counseling session or a book or a self-help meeting or a support group. There are so many ways that we can help support ourselves and those we love with things that are around us, but it may take a little change in perspective. So everything regarding Phil is down in the description below. I really appreciate your time because that's the one thing we will not get back. And so I would love it if you left a five-star review because it will do so much for this podcast and putting it in the hands and ears of those that need it most. Until next time, let's keep building one another up.